Welcome again. Uh, today we are looking at a lesson. We are deriving a lesson from uh, Daniel's vision in, in, in Daniel chapter 8. And remember when I spoke to us last, I said that one of the characteristics or realities of the empires and the kingdoms that we are seeing in the book of Daniel is that they come and they go. You will realize that in chapter 8, now we are not even talking about the Babylonians. We are now talking, starting to talk about, you know, the Medo-Persia. We are seeing two critical images in this vision. The first one is a ram, and uh, the second one is a he-goat. And the, this he-goat is having, you know, some some two horns, and and you know, and, and there is this four horns that is coming, and there is this little horn. You know, so we are seeing two, uh, two explanations to this. One, God may be showing us that, you know, these powerful empires and kingdoms will come and go, and so we don't have the Babylonian. But the other way we can think of it is that Daniel's and God's interest at this point is now to direct it to the Jews so that they will be seeing the things or the kingdoms that are yet, you know, to lead them because you know the Babylonian kingdom is now passed, so they're looking at the future, um, and so that is a very interesting way to look at it. Uh, so we are looking at um, the Medo Persian, who is being, uh, you know, in the vision we are seeing him as a ram with two horns. One is a little bigger, and the other one is smaller. Of course, the little bigger one is the Persian. And, and you know it was more stronger and powerful than the median um, and then we are looking at the Greek we are seeing this swift he got you know I like the way Greek is being described in this vision that you know this swift will run you know looking at uh, not only um, the Greek in general but looking at Alexander and then we are seeing the four horns that come from it you know when Alex after Alexander the great, we are seeing these uh, generals who are coming in, you know, the generals who are leading the Syria, majorly known as the Sadducees, and then we are seeing the generals leading Egypt, uh, the Ptolemy, and of course the Thrace, and also the Macedonian. So we are seeing all of them coming in uh, very strong. And there is a lot of war, uh, war against the people of God, war against, you know, the, the sanctuary. But today I want us to pick a lesson, and, and my lesson will be actually from verse 14. It's a simple lesson. Let me read verse 14, and this is what the Bible says. He said to me, it will take 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be reconstructed. So we have seen the sanctuary being destroyed. We have seen the torture and, you know, a lot of bad things that are happening in the sanctuary. Sanctuary represents the presence of God. And when the question is asked by Daniel, until when will this happen? Then look at the answer. There is a limited time for this destruction. The Bible says it will only take 2,300 evenings and uh, mornings. You know, what that means is if we are to look at the 24 hours for a day is around maybe 1,500, you know, uh, 1,550 days, or we are talking about 3.5 years. So there is a limited to all the terrible things that is going on in our lives. And then after that, there is a reconstruction of the presence of God. There is a reconstruction 
of the sanctuary. I want to pick a lesson here and say, friends, there may be terrible times. There may be hard times. But they are limited because their time will come to an end. You know, the Medo-Persian powerful kingdom will come to an end. You know, the Greek will come to an end. The generals of the Greek, of Alexander the Great, will come to an end. Their timing is limited. You know, the Israelites were being assured, you know, you were told 70 years, and now you only remain with 3.5 years. That should give you hope that very soon the things that you are going through will come to an end. And you see the glory reestablished once again in your lives. I want to declare that the glory of God will be reestablished in your life once again uh, during this time and even beyond. Shalom. Um, buenas ifiwe. Um, I'm really, really grateful this time uh, to extract some little lessons from the visions and dreams that are found in the book of Daniel. And today I want us to think about uh, the, the, the book of Daniel chapter 2 and, and, and Daniel chapter 7. You know, Daniel chapter 2 introduces us, of course, after Daniel has been brought to Babylon and, and you know, of course, the attempt to uh, try to make them be like the Babylonians. And of course, we've seen Daniel making a resolution in, 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 in verse 8 of chapter 1. And then here comes a situation by which uh, the king has a dream and the dream is frightening. And the king calls all the people, the wise people, astrologers, you know, all these people uh, to interpret this dream for him. And surprisingly, uh, he wants them to tell him about the dream and also the interpretation of the dream. And of course the astrologers and the wise people say uh, there is no one who has ever asked such a question. You need to be telling us your dream so that we can um, um, interpret it for you. But uh, that, 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 that then uh, of course we are seeing an idea of Everyone can note, and there is a declaration that everybody to be killed, all the wise people, that meant also Daniel and his friends. And, uh, and, and Daniel, God speaks to Daniel through this, and Daniel interprets this dream. And in this dream we see, you know, an, a statue, an, a, an image with the golden head, you know, we are seeing with, you know, the silver, the chest, we are seeing, you know, the bronze, and then we are seeing the toe with iron and clay. Uh, this, there is a similarity in the description of that image and the vision that Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 7. The only difference in Daniel chapter 7 is the naming of, of what he, you know, was seen. So instead of gold, Daniel sees a lion. And then instead of, you know, silver, Daniel sees a bear. And then instead of bronze, Daniel sees a leopard. And then instead of iron and clay, he sees a terrible beast. Now, um, both the interpretation and historical nature brings us into the understanding that the first uh, image that was seen, either lion or gold, was demonstrating Babylon. And then uh, bear and silver is Medopatian. Then we have leopard and bronze, which is actually connecting uh, the Greek. Then we are seeing the terrible beast or the bronze, which, which is the Roman kingdom. Now the, 
the thing is and like i have said uh, my intentions is not to go deep into the historical you know meaning of all this but just pick a question from or a lesson from this the critical thing that has happened in both chapter 2 and chapter 7 uh, in chapter 2 the bible says there is a stone that was cut by no man's hand it came and smashed the old image in chapter 7 we are seeing the lord and the saints coming to reign over all those other kingdoms that have been established so friends some few things realities one there are powerful kingdoms or empire empires that will be in the course of our lives and has all been in the course of lives but two the kingdoms all of them have a beginning and an end because we are seeing you know the babylonian kingdom coming and ending we are seeing the medopatian kingdom coming and ending we are seeing the greek coming and ending we are seeing the roman kingdom coming and ending but the third thing is the kingdom will affect the way of life all of them have their own powers and the way they will actually address certain things so they will affect life but the fourth thing that i want to pick as a lesson today is in as much as these kingdoms are powerful the empires are great and they affect life there is a god who comes with no man no man's hand and he will establish his kingdom the question is which side do i really want to be found in to be found in these powerful empires that come and go or to be found in this stone that was cut with no man's hand the one who will come and reign his kingdom together with the saints i want to encourage us today that we choose to stick with this god who in himself will come to establish that big mountain as it is in chapter 2 big mountain that will dwell forever and ever and so that is a comfort for us as believers that we stick to this jesus we stick to this god he will never let us down he will reign reign forever and ever together with us shalom welcome once again uh, we continue with the you know lessons that we are learning from the dreams and visions in in the book of daniel and today we are looking at the vision that daniel saw uh, from chapter actually chapter 10 you know developed in chapter 11 and you know we see the end in chapter 12 and uh, this this is a very interesting one unlike the other visions and dreams which were done when people were sleeping this one was done when people were awake in fact the bible tells us that there were even people around him but they could not understand or have a complete comprehension about what was happening but it happened when he was you know conscious about himself and daniel says that it was really really frightening to see this kind of you know uh, vision it was full of wars and full of conflict remember i told when we were talking about chapter 2 chapter 7 you know chapter 8 we are talking about the kingdoms you know after the babylonian kingdom we have the medopatian kingdom and then after the medopatian kingdom we are seeing the greek kingdom and the greek kingdom being led particularly with alexander the great now when alexander the great died then um uh, the four generals under him were actually fighting uh for 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 leadership uh, to take over or to stretch their muscles beyond 
And because of that, um, chapter 10 introduces us to this general vision. And then chapter 11 brings us to this aspect of the war. And it's particularly the two of them. Uh, the Bible referred to them as the kingdom of the south, uh, who majorly we are calling it the Ptolemy, and the kingdom of the north that we are calling the Seleucids. Now, we see this kind of great war on and off, you know, making treaties, breaking treaties. We see people fighting, people being friends. We see, and, and, and the people of God are caught up in the middle. You know, when, we are, when, when you look at, uh, at, 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 at Antiochus the third, you know, the, 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 he, the people of God are caught in the middle in their, in their battle to a point that, you know, he will go and, and, and you know, fight and destroy the sanctuary, take up the things that were in the sanctuary, you know, get into the Holy of Holies. The people of God were caught up in the whole idea of their war. But I think this one develops us into Antiochus IV, which is who is majorly known as Epiphanes. And you know, we are seeing him uh, 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 quite a bad person. He, he tries to, you know, bring down the, the people of God. He tries to bring down Jerusalem. He tries to bring down everything. He establishes himself. We are seeing him actually, uh, and as many commentators have correctly put it, that we are seeing him as a kind of an antichrist, you know, establishing himself and not regarding any person above him, you know, having law for himself. And you know, we are seeing all these fights. And then, uh, interestingly, all that battle goes on and, you know, they are coming to the, their end. And chapter 12 brings us to this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ending. And the beautiful ending here, if you just allow me, I will just read verse 2 and verse 3. The multitude who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. You know, the people of God caught up in all this kind of battle, you know, some of them will sleep, some of them will die, but we will rise up again, some to everlasting life, some to everlasting damnation. In verse 3, listen to this. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Oh, those who are wise. What kind of this wisdom is this? No wonder the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the knowledge of God. This is the wisdom of knowing who God is. So in this kind of war that we have seen between the Ptolemy and the Seleucids and, you know, looking at all the visions uh, in the book of Daniel, we can just pick one thing, that we who are wise, irrespective of the kingdoms that are in place, we who are wise we will shine with the Lord. And the Bible says it doesn't matter even if it is up to the point of death. When we die in the Lord, we will rise up again to eternity. My prayer is that, you know, this vision and, and you know, my, 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 my desire is that I will provoke you to go back and, you know, read chapter 10, 11, 12, read these visions for yourself and let them speak to you in a way that, you know, you can really understand. But see the ending. God is always the victor. God is always emerging the top. Remember, in chapter 2, God came in as a stone, big stone, smashed that image. In you know, chapter 7, 
we are seeing God establishing his kingdom together with his saints. We are seeing in chapter 8, we are now seeing God establishing his people. You know, even if they are dead, we are being told they will rise again. And they will rise not in shame, but they will rise in honor. My prayer is that we may choose to be on the side of God. Because on the side of God, we never get it wrong. Shalom and God bless you.